Hi, everybody. This is Dan from the Tabletop and Beyond podcast. I wanted to give away a really great role-playing game, one that I've played earlier editions of, to one of our lucky listeners. The game is called uh, Cortex, and the book is the Cortex Prime hardcover uh, game handbook. It is for a generic role-playing system based on Cortex, which... uh, we played in Firefly and a few other systems before and have had a great time with it. The new, This is the brand new edition. It just came out. It is written by Cam Banks, and uh, it is published by Fandom Incorporated. And it is uh, a really nice, I would say, 250-page-ish uh, full-color RPG. Um, so we want to give it to one of you, our listeners. So... All you have to do is go to the Tabletop and Beyond Facebook page. You can like, you can comment, and you can share to get three entries. You can do one of those or you can do three. We'll take everybody who's done three entries and we'll do a random drawing by December 1st so I can ship it to you in time for Christmas. I'll be happy to ship it to you at my own expense Uh, within the uh, United States, um, North America, region, Canada, Mexico. Um, So uh, if you're interested in a free role-playing game, free shipping, this is the Cortex Prime Game Handbook. It's a beautiful hardbound uh, RPG to add to your collection. All you have to do is go to the Tabletop and Beyond Facebook page, like, comment, and share for three individual entries, and I can't wait to send it to you. So we'll do, we'll reach out, and we'll get your information, and we'll get it to you in time for the big holiday. This is Dan from Tabletop and Beyond. Thanks um, for participating, and thanks for listening. Bye now. You're listening to Tabletop and Beyond, Guild 9 Gaming Podcast, covering board games to war games and beyond. And welcome back to Tabletop and Beyond. This week, I am Justin, and I am here with my main man, Jason. Hey, everybody. Got it straight this time. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, we have an exciting show for you. We have one of my favorite painters. I, I know I say that every time, but I have a lot of favorite painters. But she is actually one of my favorites. I found her by looking up necrons with terminator faces red eyes (laughs) red stuff and i reached out to her on instagram like two years ago and said i absolutely love your stuff i've been following her ever since you will know her as darcy bono darcy welcome to our show hi thank you for having me thank you we are super excited to talk about uh painting with you and the hobby stuff and just things in general so uh, we love your energy. We're excited you're here with us. <laughs> yeah, if I'm, if I'm too loud, tell me to dial it back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that... Our other host, uh, Dan, is down... I think it's Star Wars right now in Florida. And yeah. um, he is by far our loudest. Okay. So <laughs> I don't think I don't think that you could beat him. He's... he's, okay. he's yeah. So I, I, you're okay. I, I know this mic might be sensitive, so I don't want to be like full volume bellowing. <laughs> so do let me know. <laughs> No, we're good. We're good. So let's kick it off per the usual. Uh, Jason, how was your geek week? Uh, it was good. So my wife was actually down with our kids down at Disney this last week. So I was up here with the little ones having fun. She was down there with the older kids. Uh, so every night I took an opportunity to catch up on Legion. 
Oh, nice. Um, yep, so that's good. Uh, there's three seasons out right now. I think there's only three seasons. Uh, I'm finishing up. I got really far behind, so I finished up uh, season two, and I'm looking to dive into the next one. I don't know if any of you have watched Legion or not, but it's kind of a psychedelic mind trip uh, show, and season two got a little bit more wonky than the first one, so I'm excited to see what season three is going to do for us. Do you have to take drugs to understand it? <laughs> um... Hmm. Might help. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, <laughs> right. Cool. One of those. <laughs> yeah. One of those. No. It's a little more down to earth than, and, uh, but, uh, yeah. It, well, no, it's not down to earth at all. But anyway, it's, it's a good, <laughs> it's a pretty good show. I like it. It's very trippy. It's very much a what's real, what's not real. Like you're always kind of questioning in every season, or sorry, in every episode, is this, am I in the mind or I'm in the real world? And so I kind of like that stuff. Uh, I geek out over it. But, uh, so anyways, that um, also, um, so I um, I have now finally my Gradient Descent in hand, which was a latest supplement for the Mothership Horror RPG. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. So the Gradient Descent, just like in the theme of all Mothership uh, books, it's basically just a little pamphlet, right? You can run, because you run that whole RPG basically out of a pamphlet. Yeah. And this module... Um, is a cool one. It's, it's a setting where the whole module is take it takes place inside an abandoned Android factory Ooh. called Cloud Bank. You know how much I love playing Androids. <laughs> oh yeah. So this is this is a this is a module right up your alley, man. Excellent. And the other thing that's the other thing that's really cool about this module, you know, so there's everything you think would go along with being inside an abandoned, you know, Android factory. Um, but the other thing that goes along with it, they introduce a new mechanic called the Benz. And uh, if you remember the way kind of stress worked a little bit, right? So this takes the place. Well, it doesn't take the place, but it's kind of like stress where the Uh bins is a um, it's something that you keep track of that basically tries to help you decide if you believe you are who you really are. (laughs) So as you're playing the game, if you get more kind of the bins on you, then you start to not really know if you trust your own memories if you trust your, you know, your own logic and rationale. And it can get to the point where if you get, you know, too much of it, you basically kind of become assimilated into into the factory and uh, lose, you know, lose all types of personality and everything. Darcy, are you an RPG player at all? I'm not. I have a lot of friends that are. Um, yeah. But just, and, I, and I've, it's something I've been meaning to look into, especially the more D&D stuff I paint. And yep. I, I love choose your own adventure stuff. I grew up with, you know, the RL oh, yeah. stuff and even even the Conan Barbarian stuff from my cousins. Like, I love that concept. It's just I only have so much time per hobby. <laughs> so, right. yeah, it is. It is of great interest to me, though. <laughs> well, if so, you're looking for one shot that wins yeah. one shot that you won't survive, you should play Mothership. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a space horror. And um, like you're basically going to die every time. Oh, yeah. We had we had one guy who survived last time. Once. Boom. The only time I've ever played it, we had one guy survive. Lame. Yeah. yeah right? I know. I failed. He survived. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty it's good. A, it's, it is. It's pretty good. It's a system that we've that you know I've run a, a few times for a group. Uh, played it at Gen Con several times. Cool. Um, it's really a lot of fun, but you got to go into it just realizing we're here just to have a good time. Chances of survival are very slim. Um, in fact, I think, uh, you know, if, if you're interested, you can go to MothershipRPG.com. And one of the, the kind of themes that they say is survive, solve, save. Pick one because you can only do one. <laughs> cool. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I so like playing fun. the androids. I like I love playing the androids on there because they're not like the um, skin jobs from uh, Blade Runner, you know, where you can't mm-hmm. tell if they're androids or not. They're like the uh, uh, alpha test version of of uh, data from Star Trek. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know? okay. Gotcha. Like weird colored gooey skin. Or maybe loose. like a, a, a Michael uh, mask from Halloween style face. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, a, like a grosser version of iRobot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Grosser. Yeah. So there I love playing go. that every time and just like giving the heebie-jeebies to everybody. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. So that's my times. week. What about you, Justin? So I've got two. Uh, they're not my biggest ones, but there are two that I wanted to bring up. Um, I picked up an indie game um, this weekend. It was on the Xbox Games Pass, and it's called Deliver Us the Moon. And the story behind this game is kind of interesting. Uh, it's like 50 years in the future. We've used up all of our natural resources on Earth, and Earth is struggling. And basically, these big brain scientists come up with this idea that if you go to the moon, there's a bunch of helium-3 that you can throw into a reactor and then microwave transmit all of the energy that Earth needs back to Earth from hmm. the moon. And something goes wrong. It turns off, the Earth goes into like a blacked out state, and you're like the last hope five years later. You've cobbled together enough, just barely enough resources to get yourself to the moon one last time to try to figure out what's going on and how to turn it back on. Hmm. And so it's um, it's a mystery puzzle game. Like, you know, you have to like look for clues and like, you know, you hmm. go into an office and you see, you know, don't tell anybody the code is 0119, like on a big uh, giant yeah. sticky yeah. note, you know? And you're like, oh, yeah, don't tell anybody that, you know? So it's a good thing it was there. So then you pick it up and you go over and, you know, that opens a security door, which then you can flip a lever that opens another door, you know, that kind of a game. Um, so it's not difficult, um, but I totally got sucked into the story. Is it cool. uh, is it strictly a puzzle game or are there action sequences? very few action sequences like maybe something like you get sucked out into space every once in a while and you got to <laughs> figure out what's going on there but um i have come across zero like aliens or anything yeah like no adversary or anything right like that. right yeah. well that's yeah. cool puzzle's cool yeah it's fun i mean i think i'm like 80 percent of the way done and i played it for like two or three hours or something like that oh. and it's just a fun little indie game you ever you know? played those little games like that where you're like, oh, I'm just going to knock this out in a weekend. You're like, oh, I've got to be like 80% done. And then like 10 hours later, I've got to be 80% done <laughs> yeah. now. And then 10 hours later, it's like, man, how much longer is this game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. might be it. I mean, I but the thing is, is I've I've gotten to the moon and there's like four facilities on the moon. And I've gotten to three of them and I'm headed to the last oh, okay, one. So yeah. I think I'm pretty close unless they have me go reverse the whole way back. Light at the end of the tunnel. Well, they could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um. There was that, and then my other one was that uh, somebody on Facebook today, it was actually Rob Schwab from Shout of the Demon oh, yeah. Lord, mm-hmm. he was talking about listening to the um, uh, Dark Side of the Moon Pink Floyd album and how awesome that is, and it just reminded me of the Dark Side of Oz. Have mm-hmm. you guys ever heard of that? I know the name, but I couldn't. I've, I've heard of it. So this is when you take the Pink yeah, Floyd Dark Side of the Moon and you juxtapose it. Yes, you juxtapose it with the beginning of The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so it becomes like a rock opera that you're watching. Yeah. And it's super epic, and I love it. And there's a great video of it on YouTube if you just Google The Dark Side of Oz. 
and it's like an hour long, however long the album is. And um, I'm not gonna lie, just before I got on here, I got sucked in watching it, yeah, and I so... like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm losing track of time because I'm just like so enthralled by it. And the music is great, and it's cool, like juxtaposed with like the sepia style of the Wizard of Oz, you know. And then when you get into the color, like the music gets even more vibrant, and it's amazing. And so I, I highly recommend it if you've so... got some extra time. This is once again further evidence for our our listeners that Justin does not sleep. You just <laughs> you you do so much and I'm like you just man, so much. I don't know how you cram it in. Uh yeah. Yeah, I mean I didn't even touch on like any of the painting I did or <laughs> right. any of the other stuff I did. I, know so, you did you that know, stuff. I played some 40k, I did some I played some Age of Sigmar, I yeah, good times. <laughs> good times. Uh Darcy, how was your geek week? Oh, it was it was awesome <laughs> i um i used to be a lot geekier but now I, I i'm a mom so i can only be so so geeky i guess but but i'm doing my best to be the geekiest one i can be Listen, uh, quality quality over quantity exactly, at this point yeah. exactly yeah. so i mean i i paint and and that's geek, pretty geek yeah. out over warhammer like every chance i get outside of that but uh like if you if you tell someone oh oh I paint they're like oh oils or canvas I'm like no like like miniatures but <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> and then there's that immediate oh but oh, uh, <laughs> oh, toys okay. yeah yeah those the fun things the things you don't just hang on a wall and right. you know looks like it's part of a coffee shop but uh <laughs> but anyway so uh, my birthday was on the third and my oh happy birthday. birthday oh thank you yeah my birthday was on yeah. the fifth yeah wait are you serious that's my dad's birthday <laughs> really yeah that's hilarious yeah. yeah. Nice. Man, weird coincidence coincidences around both of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. But uh my brother sent a um one of those consoles that are like a compilation of the old school retro games, like the, uh, the mm. side scroll like mm-hmm. arcades and like nineteen forty two and all those amazing games. Uh he sent one of those. Um, which is fantastic because I don't have to worry about my three-year-old beating the hell out of, um, yeah. you know, our, our SNES or our NES and, you know, the antique games. So, <laughs> um, so I introduced him to side-scroll fighters via that, and we spent a good amount of time this weekend playing, like, Ghost and Ghouls. Oh, I and that I And that thing is stupid hard. I forgot yeah. how absurdly hard, because, I mean, because there were arcade games. You weren't yeah. supposed to beat them. You were supposed to keep putting quarters oh, into yeah. them. Yeah. So I forgot how just nasty these games are. So I'm trying not to rage in front of my three-year-old. Yeah. He's yeah. like, it's okay, mama. It's okay. I'm like, so but we did great we actually beat one uh i'd never played it before it's called water margin i'm assuming it's just a bad Mm. translation i've never heard of it before in my life but um but it's basically if you've ever played dynasty warriors or warriors orochi um Mm -hmm. it's there any of the koei games or yeah i think that's who makes them it's basically the great grandfather of that it's just a good side scroll Mm. beat them up uh ancient chinese dynasties fighting each other with stupid large swords um just that but we we ended up beating it and um oh, we, wow. we, we didn't wipe the, the like none of us died like to the point where we couldn't you know come back with a continue the whole way he's like three and a half wow. years old i'm like good job kid yeah. <laughs> nice so uh, that was fun that was he's he's getting to the point where he likes he's interested in things that interest you so that yeah. is that is fun uh, <laughs> so that that was my probably biggest geeky moment of the of the week that's cool. My that's kids, a good uh, geeky moment. It is. Most of my young kids, they just like to play Roblox. That's and Minecraft. My and oh, Roblox yeah. and Minecraft. Yeah, and I, uh, I've showed him Minecraft, but it's got uh, he's 
I don't know. He, he likes building blocks, but I think there's just too much going on. At this point, he just needs, like, punch button, move button, jump button, and he's, yeah. he's yeah. good. <laughs> hey, that's I, how we were raised. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We yeah. turned out great. <laughs> yeah, right. just give him a little bit of time, Our though. generation. Yeah. But right. when, when he turns six, like, all of a sudden, it'll just be like, he'll be building these enormous castles, and you're like, uh, yeah, I'll just make some wood over here. Oh, I was, yeah. I was yeah. pretty good. I was pretty good at Minecraft. I was... Like, because I love that kind of sandbox kind of stuff. Um, yeah. My my engineering was subpar to say the least, but I would build some decent stuff. It would just take me like eight thousand times longer than my husband doing it. Because I'd look over, because he was like, "What is this game? It looks like unbelievably bad." I'm like, "It isn't. Come here." So, <laughs> right. so and then he got hooked on it. I'd like look over. And he's got like a freaking like palace, like totally built dome ceilings. I'm like, "What? And what? What?" So. <laughs> It's a weird game because, you know, it does have, it follows that kind of retro block feel. Mm -hmm. And there are so many other, like, crafting games that have come out of it using modern technology. Yeah. Or modern graphics. But everyone still goes back to Minecraft. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a good, yeah. a good like, mindless, like, you don't have to think too hard and you can still have fun, but you don't feel like an idiot, I guess. But, but uh, or at least I didn't. I don't know. But, um. But yeah, that was uh, he's not quite into Minecraft yet, but we'll we'll get there. He's He'll he's on there. he's yeah. on pl- platformers, platformers and side scrollers. So I'm hey, I'm, I'm good with that. Nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Nope. That so 3 years old uh, your only kid? Yes, yeah. We I I was debating on introducing him to video games, but it was one of those days where it was like it was cold and, you know, <laughs> not much else to do because of COVID, so I'm like, you know yeah. what? He's he's uh he loves anything action he's a little boy he loves anything like yeah. action That's action great. fighting monster base so i'm like come here you're gonna like very this. cool <laughs> very cool that's, that's fantastic Thanks. awesome what a great geek week Woo-hoo. yeah jason what you got some news for us this week yeah, some fun. Uh, Dan normally does our our news, so um, you gotta uh, do the intro now. Nope, nope. We're gonna save that for him. He's the only <laughs> one. He's the only one. <laughs> uh, you know, what? I'll just splice something in that he's done before. Okay, fair That's enough. That's what we'll do. All right, no. Uh, so this, I thought this was really fun. Uh, so, uh, Leiden University. Did I say that right, Justin? Uh, I think it's Leiden, actually. Of course. Of course it is. <laughs> it's another thing. If you ever watch this show, you know Justin loves to correct my pronunciation. <laughs> Anyways, Leiden University physicist 3D printed a microscopic Star Trek Voyager. And when I say microscopic, <laughs> 15 microns. That is about Jeez. or smaller than the size of a human hair. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and it moves on its own. This was part of a larger research experiment. They were doing it into synthetic micro swimmers. So normal uh, biological micro swimmers, like they move by chemical reactions, right? Uh, synthetic micro swimmers, uh, the same thing. It's just that, you know, they're synthetic. They're actually ge- uh, generated by us through the tools that we have today. So the start, this mini Star Trek, vo- well, micro Star Trek Voyager was uh, had a platinum coating on it, and they would drop it into a hydrogen peroxide solution, and, of course, it would react and propel the ship. So the findings were uh, trying to determine, you know, can the shape of the particle that you drop in there, can the shape of it determine how it's propelled through the uh, through the material? And if they did find, of course, it, it is. So I think mm. this is cool. You think uh, old movies like Inner Space, right? Oh, you dude, little that... spaceships floating through your bloodstream. By the way, have you seen that movie recently, Inner Space? Uh, maybe not in the last year, but... It holds up. Why? Does it hold up? It does. Okay. I good. I was watching a little bit, seeing, seeing if like my kids would enjoy it, and I uh-huh. was I was dying. I thought it was hilarious and amazing. <laughs> oh, we'll have to take. I remember I remember the part where they're um, 
where he's like he has him like drink so then he he puts his little mug out of the spaceship. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. So yep. he can catch the the alcohol or whatever. <laughs> oh man, yeah. That I'll have to look at that again. But this like, is cool, man. The science behind it is you're just like this is so ridiculous. Like there's but, so much of it. Like he moves from like the the tongue to like like oh, the yeah. pancreas in like seconds. You know, right. you're like okay, all right, right, it's cool. But here so, we are. We yeah. have physicists that are making tiny, tiny, tiny Star Trek voyagers. I mean, dude, it is it is the size or less than the size of a normal human hair. How that's do you crazy. print something that small? So, Darcy, uh, Jason and I both have, like, 3D printers. Oh. Yeah. But they're like the, you know, the filament printers and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. they print out, like, one millimeter layers, which is pretty, yeah. like, small. I can't even imagine how you would print out a micron. Like, what happens, like, how do you transport this, too? Because, I mean, if it, like, a breeze is going to just, like, anyone breathing is going to, well, there it goes. Guess we'll try another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um... The, uh, if you Google, uh, you know, micro, micro printed Star Trek Voyager, you'll find it. And you could dig through the giant scientific paper that talks about all the math behind it. But uh, I leave that to the nerds. Yeah, right. You know, those... <laughs> <laughs> interestingly, dorks. if you do look through the paper, they show a list of the uh, different shapes that they 3D printed. And one of the shapes they 3D printed was that uh, I don't remember the name of it, but it's that standard uh, the Benchy boat. The standard oh, 3D printer no test. Yeah, that's so hilarious. Got it printed down at like a 20. Looks like about 25 microns, which is kind of cool. But that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Anyways, I thought that was uh, something worth sharing. I thought that was neat. Yeah, I love that kind of science. The like, yeah. like this could be really big later. Like, not not big, but you know well, what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like it could be really important eventually. Yeah. Well, and the <laughs> fact that these guys weren't just like, yeah, we printed an oval and we found that it moved different from yeah. square. Like, no, nah, we printed a Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> we were going for gold. But anyway. They, 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 uh, what was that? They really need to print the um, Discovery Quest. Is that the, what was the, the ship that was underwater, like the submarine? Oh. Uh, what was that one? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. But I'm not pulling it. Not pulling the recall. Dude, there's, we could go. We could go on forever about what they should print. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, with this technology, forget about science. This, like little Nicholas Cage head or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good use of technology and tax dollars. That's a Nick Cage head just like screaming through the solution. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is fantastic. That's exactly the face I was picturing too. Perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. So good. So good. Uh, my little bit of news is that the Xbox Series X comes out tonight at midnight. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, God. How did I miss that? Yeah. So um, I saw there was a countdown. But we did have best... kind of a major election. That yeah, is, right? yes. <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> so I'm going to be staying up till midnight tonight, which I'm usually up till anyway, and uh, try to get my copy reserved at Best Buy that I can go pick it up tomorrow. Uh, oh, uh I heard there was something weird about the pre-orders this generation. It was open for like one day, and they sold out completely. Yeah. Well, yep. there you go. And so, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I think the demand this time for the new Xbox has um, been higher than the PlayStation. And um, there's uh, there's a lot of hype around the Xbox. Question. Are you going to do the subscription plan, or are you going to buy outright? Buy it outright. Yeah. Yeah. If you got the money, it make it always makes sense to buy it outright. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it's still an interesting option. 
Do you think they're going to be very successful with that? I do. I think there's a lot of college kids that would be willing to shell out 20 bucks a month. I guess that's yeah. the key is the college, maybe. Yeah, that and given the current, you know, economy downturn due to the pandemic, I feel like since money's tighter, but people still want what they want. I mean, yeah. that yeah. that might be make, ironically make it a little more viable. It's a good point. I can't drop 500 bucks right now, but I can drop, you know, 25, 30 just to be able to play. Especially yeah. when you're stuck indoors. So, yeah, yeah. That actually, that's not a bad marketing story. Well, I guess and, I'll just go to Taco Bell tonight, then I can get my Xbox. And the, um, <laughs> the lumping in, yeah, exactly. The lumping in of the Xbox Games Pass with that monthly fee, I think, is right. brilliant. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's, you know, like you pay 20, it, it ends up working out where you pay like 20 bucks for the Xbox and then 10 for the Games Pass or something like that. And you have access to all of those games in the library. Yeah. You know, and, and listen, you know, you could talk. You you can be careful about determining what fanboy side you're on, uh, you know. But uh, I have both the PlayStation uh-huh. and Xbox, and I've had both for several generations. So I wouldn't say I'm a fanboy either way, because I've enjoyed both of my systems. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say this: the Xbox, uh, I always felt like it was a way more interesting platform uh, in terms of an actual console. Like the interface was, I boot up my Xbox, and there's just so much stuff going on. Like I'm interested. Yeah. I feel like I'm part of a community. I see what's going on. I boot up my PlayStation and just was like a standard DVD menu. Like every, <laughs> yeah. even today, it still looks like that. Whereas the Xbox right. is like constant news feeds. Like it's very much, I feel like they've got a really good kind of social community thing going. We'll see uh, how they keep definitely. it going. My brother told me that he is getting a PS5. He already has a Xbox. He's going to be getting a new PS5 and a Series X. And he told me that when he gets his PS5, he's going to send me his PS4. Ooh which is kind of nice because um, then I'll be able to play a whole bunch of games that I have not been able to play, like all the Uncharted series and, oh, yeah. you know, the um, uh, uh, Horizon Zero Horizon Dawn or Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, my, right? my kids like the Uncharted series. Yeah. So. It's, a, it's a fun adventure series. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm And since you don't curious. sleep, you'll be able to knock them all out. Bang them out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. So, all right, cool. Well, thank you for the news, Jason. Yeah, that was good times. Good stuff. And let's get to the main part of our show. So, again, welcome, Darcy, to uh, Tabletop and Beyond. Thank you. Uh, As I told you, sort of in the run up to the podcast, we talked, you know, we're mostly a gaming podcast, but um, we are also beyond Tabletop Gaming. That's right. So,. We, you know, talk a lot of hobby stuff as well, and you are our third artist that we have had on our show. We've had Kendon Oates, who's known as Zach Cascagoon, mm-hmm. right, the master of grimdark stuff. We've had Quarter Paint and his orc armies and things like that on here, and now we have you, which I'm very excited about because, like I told you in the beginning, uh, when I was first starting out, I saw your Necrons with the Terminator eyes, and I said, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I love it. It's right. great because the green's cool and everything, but why would you not paint these like Terminators? Yeah, I mean they look like the T eight hundred. I um, that and what's crazy ironic is that was actually my very very first forty k miniature ever. I had not really forty k prior to that. I had only painted. I hadn't really been painting all that. I I I've painted since two thousand four, but I you know it was, I was a student through like most of that. But uh, that year I had picked. Warhammer back up, but I've been painting the Iron Jaws. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a break and do something a little different. So that was actually the very first, the one that you liked was my first 40k. Yeah. 
Well, it was so awesome. The glowy eyes were fantastic. And, Thank you. You know, your OSL with them was 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 great. So you say you've been you've been painting since two thousand and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, what got you What got you into the hobby? What What got you into it? Um, well, my friend and I, uh, we were both um, we were both history nerds. Uh, we loved um, any like you know medieval history, Aztecs, any of that. So a mall yeah. opened up. Um, and just outside of Richmond, actually. And it had a games workshop, which was one of, like, the few in the state at the time. I think the only other one was in, like, D.C. and maybe in Virginia Beach. Okay. But uh, but she went in there and was like, oh, you're not going to believe it. They've got all these, like, small, like, soldiers. And get this, you can paint them. And I was like, hello. Uh, so, because I, my, my grandma had always, like, painted, like, ceramics and stuff. You, you know, like, standard, you know, old, old lady crafts. That was cool when they were nice. younger. So th- that's what she still did. Um, and she had been showing me how to do it. So I'd been painting some little ceramic like angels and crap uh so (laughs) so so i was still i was you know painting the nice little cute things i was like i would much rather paint something that looks like that so i I do have to you know obviously thank my grandma for planting that seed basically um so anyway i had been painting a little bit and then once i found out you could paint these amazing fighting monster dinosaur aztec things i was like hello went in there and tried not to buy everything i was only 14 so you know i got like a box (laughs) and uh well the funny thing was my my mom who who had to drive me there um was she walked and she is a closet nerd she loves lord of the Rings stuff but every time you know if you try and get her involved in anything she's like oh no i'm too old for that and i'm like what mom you're clearly interested in this but uh when she took me in there and was going nuts over the tomb kings because she again history nerd the tomb kings the wood elves she she's again lord of the rings so she uh quite a few things piqued her interest. I was like, oh, you should get one too. We could both do it. So I got so close to getting my mom into it. <laughs> but but alas. Um, if she had picked it up, do you think she would have continued painting? I don't... Or do you think she would have done the box and been like, that was fun? Yes. Yes. That's my mom. She she'll okay. tr- she, Yeah. That, that, she would have probably given it a try and been like, yeah, this isn't for me. But, uh, but she'll, she'll try stuff. But she's not quite as yeah. um, overly enthusiastic as I am. <laughs> but, uh, but she has encouraged me ever since so you know 15 no 16 years so yeah. so uh i i still send her my stuff the the mommy look at me stuff which is great because mm-hmm. uh I, I still paint her stuff for her her birthday and for or for christmas um and she, and she loves it like i like there's certain models um the night haunt she loves them um she, I'm a big fan they, of Night Hot. Yeah, they. Uh, my parents came out and visited uh, us before p- the pandemic hit, and I had the core rules of Age of Sigmar, and oh. she hadn't seen Warhammer stuff since I was in high school because that was the last time you know I'd, I'd lived at home. <laughs> and she picked up the core rules and was flipping through all the artwork and everything. She's like, "Oh my god, there's yeah, so much great art." Yeah, she was losing her mind. She's like, "Oh my gosh, who are these ghost guys? Why have you painted more of them?" I'm like, "Why don't you paint more of them, mom? <laughs> Come on, you paint more of them." <laughs> She's like, "No, no, you paint them for me." So, I've had I've had ongoing um, enthusiasm from uh, my friends and my and my mom that has kind of kept the the hobby going that and it just looks amazing so it's it's it it started off with just friends introducing stuff and then it it just grew from there it sounds like you need to get your mom and paint her a lady olinder ah yes i showed her that and she's like please paint that like the woman in black like the the, you know the um, yeah uh, was it elijah wood no not elijah wood oh daniel ratcliffe movie um so uh yeah that's it's coming it's coming eventually but uh (laughs) that would look awesome that would look really good yeah Really good. 
So, so I tell you, I really like um, your paint scheme on your towel. Oh, thank uh, you. Yes. The black with the like kind of fire orange going on it. I, thank I, you. I like that because I look at that and I because you know a lot of times we look at towel, it's like people people either take like the really clean and yours are very clean too, but it's mm-hmm. kind of the clean light colors, the tan, desert tan or the white nowadays. Uh, and it's like it's kind of like a hey we're here and we're bringing peace to the galaxy. But I like yours. Yours are like we're here and we're gonna destroy you. Yeah. You know, I just yeah. love it. It's such a yeah. great look. Thank you. That that I honestly can't take too much credit for because it was it, those are uh, a commission army and and the guy did say I want them to be dark Tron and I was like okay oh, uh, that well, I can work with. Yeah, so, the dark Tron. I see it. Yeah. It looks so that, great. That's as dark Tron as I could it, fathom. If that's what you're going for, it looks absolutely yeah. on point. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. I love I love some of them where they've got the active camo going, right? And so, mm-hmm. like, the legs are, like, blended in with the base, and then you see kind of the active shading where the, the suit comes into play. I, those are so good. Thank you. Yeah, that's a, one of those effects that I'll, I'll get the hang of, and they'll be like, yeah, I did it. And then I'll go paint something else, and then I'll come back to it and be like, oh, God. How did, what, I, do how did I do this? How did I do that? What I, think, I yeah. think I remember, and then yeah. it'll take me over, like, just way too long to figure it out again. I'm like, God, I'm such an idiot. So, oh, so good. That is hilarious. Thank so you. the the towel was a commission for you, right? That's correct. Yep. Was it like a 2,000-point army commission? Oh, buddy, it is. More? It is an eternal Wait. project. It, and I, I don't mean to sigh, like, you know, exhaustively, but it's it, it started, it started, I think, in 2018, honestly. And it's it, the guy is great. I absolutely love him. Um, and he, he'll send me stuff, like, every, he sends me a lot, like, every year. And he's just like, here, chip away at it. And I'm like, cool, this is as good as it gets. I mean, there's no deadline, and I love that color scheme. Yeah. Um, and now, now I've had two years to figure it out. Um, it it goes a lot more smoothly than you know starting out. So it's it is a so he's thrill. still sending you towel. Yeah, well, well, there's been kind of a bottleneck, um, but um, yeah, for the most part, it's just wow, an an, an eternal project. We <laughs> must have a, a massive point army. <sighs> Yeah, I, I can't remember the points amount, but it was... Did you see all the drones? There was a picture of the drones that Shale painted. There was like mm-hmm. 30 of them. I want to yeah. say he said like 6,000, though. I don't I don't know. Wow. 6,000 wow. points. He's he one of those guys to... were like, well, I want one of these uh, Commander Shadow Sons, but I want her with a different uh, yeah, primary, uh-huh. so we're just going to buy another model. Yeah, I mean, he wants like a huge... like, we're just going to cut that arm off, and, <laughs> you know? <laughs> he, he wants to do, I think, a big display, like, a, like I mean, a ah, table, mm-hmm. like, museum-sized display eventually. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get there someday, just having my son not in school. I'm like, dang it, because <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I want I want to I want to make that a reality as, as soon as possible. But So I, I remember talking to you about this, like, two years ago. I said, oh, wow, like, this, you know, like, you know, you're doing a commission. That's awesome. Like... Are, is it like are you planning to do it in like a month and you just laughed like <laughs> yeah. uncontrollably oh, welcome to the hobby yeah exactly I'm like okay i'm yeah. new here so that was a dumb question like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was boxes upon boxes so and i and i'm not complaining they're awesome they're awesome to work on and it was uh, and again one of my early starts into other than the necrons the towel were the next um <laughs> necrons i mean like four uh, Lich guard. <laughs> That's all I painted. I was like, that was something. And uh, and then he sent the towel. So, <laughs> so do you? I I mean, do you do a lot of commissions or? I wasn't intending to. Okay. I I honestly was just gonna do. And like I said, he said this will be an ongoing project, but yeah. you know, at your own pace. I'm like, okay, great. That's a thing. Um, 
and then it took off from there. So now that is all of probably about 80, 90% of what I do. I've, really? I, I have definitely bitten off more than I can chew, but the people I work with aren't on a time line it's basically just we we want something painted eventually so are they mostly like one models or are they armies or I have, kill teams or? i have started doing it, it at first it was because since it was my you know first work it was like yeah i'll take i'll take whatever um yeah. so it started with armies and that started getting a little i don't want to say overwhelming it just started you know it, it started lot. yeah it just started feeling a little more like work Oh, um, it, it takes a lot of motivation to paint a whole right, army. Right, right. And, and and like I said, people were really good about it. And I was upfront about the time frame. And so that really wasn't an issue. It was more just like, okay, well, I, well now I want to paint some of my stuff. So now it's a little more gratifying, I think, doing like single model stuff. Um, yeah. I like painting like one thing really nicely and then being able to hand it off to someone within a week. Um, and I, I feel bad about making people wait, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, let me let me ask you this. I, I hear this question all the time, and feel free to answer it or just say, you know, it depends or whatever it is. But, I mean, you probably know what the question is coming. What is your calculation for commission stuff? Like, how do you calculate what kind of rates you charge? And, That's you know, actually, like, how do you approach it? It's taken me a while to figure it out because starting out, I'm, you know, I'm – I'm not a I'm not a name so to speak it's just mm -hmm. like I don't want to say like I, I mean I have technically a, a brand now like people yes you know 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 relatively who I am not to, not to sound arrogant but listen but I mean you have I'm... you have 13.9 thousand followers yeah <laughs> on Instagram and you're gonna have 30 more after all 30 of our 30 lives. more after maybe, this maybe podcast not after, maybe not after my brand name comment but 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 just for for people that are starting out and and I and I do have a, a, a marketing degree I tried to like factor in what I learned from that into my prices yeah because uh, I you know I wouldn't like a name brand starting out it was just more of someone to get something done versus a I want your style kind of thing. Right. Um, so I really charged very, very little. And the factors that I, I did at that point, since I was new, uh, you know, things like OSL and stuff I wasn't as comfortable with. It was more of just to get uh, experience. So right. I, I kind of factored in any work as, you know, a, a plus to my portfolio and, and to my, you know, boost my skill set on something I haven't tried yet, like 40K. So I just based it on size for the most part okay. and, and, and detail because uh, I learned very quickly that <laughs> size doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> you hear it, you how, heard it here first, folks. How can I not say that? I can't. I, I'd already started that sentence. I was like, all right, forget it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, because I, I would I would take, you know, something that's a 25 millimeter base D&D &D commission, but it's immaculately detailed. It's got a human face. It's got all these, you know, amazing little like bone charms and stuff on it. So I learned very quickly that you can have a small model take you forever. Yeah. Um, so or you can have an enormous model like I had a big uh, skeletal dragon I did the other month that was huge it was the size of a small chicken like no joke and that, that i'm not kidding i was like i just want, I want to like one walk. i was like i just want to uh, it was by uh deep cut miniatures i think the nolzers marvelous Looking miniatures it up right okay now. yeah okay. No, yeah uh look up um i think it's just zombie dragon miniature or undead dragon miniature and it should be nolzers Marvelous Miniatures. I think that's cool. the brand. Uh, but yeah, it's the size of a parrot. You can walk around with it on your shoulder. But that took me like two nights. Um, so that I mostly just factored in the amount of paint I used because it was so big. Yeah. Um, and the basing was enormous. So things like size, 
uh, balanced with detail, balanced with specialty basing, uh, any special effects they want, mm -hmm. uh, if it's a human face or if it's a helmet. Um, that th just those factors I kind of just add add to the price uh, assembly is another big one. Um, if it's got a you know if it's going to take me a while to assemble it alone, that's obviously spirit hosts from Night Hunt are the worst. I you know what I I see that everywhere and I, I don't blame anyone for saying that because the because the Night Hunts are notoriously. Fitting. Yeah, but the spirit host especially. I, I like, ironically I... didn't have too much. I maybe I just got really lucky with how they with the dry fit basically, but only one of the three gave me gave Ooh. me problems. I've got like twelve of them, <laughs> and I just want to cry thinking about putting those together. But um, so you know the 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 thing that I've seen a lot of times that you'll see from you know like your local hobby store commission painter you know which is a guy you play with who has a nicely painted army and you're like hey bro you want to paint this for me and he's like okay you know and um the the general thing is um that i've seen is like you know tabletop maybe tabletop plus standard is twice the amount of retail you know so if, it, mm. if the if the box or like you know if the miniature costs you like ten dollars it's ten dollars to paint it type of thing you know, um, if you get like a Titan that you want painted, that's like $150, costs $150 to paint. I've seen that as kind of the base calculation mm -hmm. um, for a lot of people. But I think it makes sense that obviously like you want more detail, you want more effects, you want like these nice things. Like those those are kind of the a la carte pricing that you have to right. kind of take it with each model. Right. Yeah. And and I do kind of discount it a little more because of my turnaround time, because I only paint maybe an hour and a half a night um, now that my son's not napping anymore. <laughs> so it's it's my turnaround time is, is, you know, got quite the production bottleneck. But um, yeah. so I so I, I don't want to charge people studio prices for something that's going to take longer than what a studio would put out. I remember um, those days when. When your kid was ready not to take a nap, but you were like, mm -hmm. well, you know, we're going to try this for like six more months. Yeah. To see if you're ready. <laughs> yes. Just to Dude, make that sure is, you're ready. That is exactly. We'll, we'll, just, we'll lay down. We'll close our eyes because yeah, I, yeah, freak, yeah, yeah. I freaking need it. So <laughs> you don't, but I do. Right. But, but, uh, but yeah, I, I took that into account too. So people that are able to crank things out at a good quality and a, at a, you know, a good rate of time, you, you should probably take that into account too. Cause that's, that's a pretty sought after, you know, feature. So that's uh, my, my rates are just kind of, it's, they're a little bit up in the air. Really. Yeah. No, I see. I, I mean, yeah, it, it's interesting to see. And I think that you're absolutely right. If you're a, a more well-known thing, like if I go to ask Sam lens, for example, right. To paint something for me. Yeah. I now know that's, that that's name brand. That's real name. I'm, I'm store brand. There we go. That's good. That's yeah. Good. <laughs> I mean, if you're, if, yeah, yeah. If you're store brand, I'm like, uh, you know, <laughs> The guy that's uh, selling Rolexes out of his trunk, you know. <laughs> no, we, we'll put uh, well, yeah, we'll put Sam Lenz as um as God tier. Yeah, God tier is good. Oh, yeah, his stuff is so good. He'll he'll do. Hey, we're gonna do a quick uh, speed painting here, and you look at it, and you're like, I what? I hate you. You're so good. Like, <laughs> like that is so good. Paper bag overhead, sitting yeah. in the corner. Yeah, yeah. So this guy inspired me to stop painting. <laughs> So one of the things you talked about um, that people are kind of seeking you out to do some commissions is your style. And I'm curious how you would describe your style because the way that I, I the way that I've always, uh, or let me say this, what I've always associated with you and your painting is clean and crisp. 
Thank you. Um, and even when you go kind of gory, um, I mean, your gory is on point type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm. gory in the right ways. Um, I've seen people try to go gory and it just looks dirty. Over the top, yeah. You know? Um, so your your stuff is just clean and crisp. I mean, if you look at your ice, iron jaws, or your, um, I don't know, Jason, if you see her gluttons. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Seen, yep. yeah. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Like, they're just, it's so clean. And I'm like, how in the heck did she do that? <laughs> so um, talk about your style a little bit. Like, how, how would you describe it? And, like, you know, what are what are some of the key components of your style, do you feel like? That's a good question because I really didn't notice that I had a style until people started pointing stuff out to me. Yeah. And it was weird. You know, because... Quarter, just really quickly, Quarter Paint said the exact same thing. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's it's I think you almost pick up on on your style from what you don't know how to do uh-huh. rather than what you actually do. Mm. Cuz I thought looking at his stuff and and um the, oh god, I forgot his the, the other guy you interviewed. What's his name? Uh yeah, Kenan, Zach Cascagoon. Yes, that, yeah. That, yeah, Cascagoon. There you go. Yep. Yeah, like both of them are very grim dark painters. Yeah. And I didn't even remotely start to attempt grim dark stuff until this year. And even by their standards, it looks like, you know, a palace floor compared to, like, the real Grimdark stuff. Well, your Minotaurs look pretty good. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I am I am not one for weathering, which is super ironic because I'm a really messy person. Um, I'm not one for mether- weathering or, or just that kind of sci-fi grunge feel. Um, uh, that's another reason why I didn't really pick up the orcs until this year because I, as much as I love the orcs and their personality and lore... Um, I'm not, I can't do that Mad Max look. Like, I just yeah. have a hard time visualizing what it should look like. Um, so, as far as defining my style, uh, very organic. I'm much better with feathers and fur and, like, natural-looking stuff versus industrial textures. I, I literally have to Google. <laughs> For the um, Gazkul Thraka, the giant orc yep. goth yep. boss I did, I had to Google... <laughs> And this is, again, this is my mom. This is a great idea. She's like, oh, you've played a lot of Fallout 4. Why don't you just look up those pictures? I'm like, oh, my God, that's a great idea. So I literally was just Googling Fallout 4 textures, industrial textures, because I I have the hardest time visualizing that. Whereas if you give me a horse or a deer or or a tree, the Sylvaneth, I'm like, okay, here we go. Um, So I think as far as just, like, what comes naturally, it's it's clean, organic stuff versus the... uh, Which, again, falls more in line with Age of Sigmar than um, the industrial sci-fi 40K. Sure. But, I mean, that's why I love taking the different commissions, because it gives me a chance to dabble in stuff I wouldn't normally think of. Yeah, you know what's crazy about what you just said is I don't think my mom could name a single game I played in the last two years. That was the the crazy thing she said, wasn't it? Oh, no, no, no. Here's the thing, though. I got my dad, who is a 60-year-old Baptist preacher, hooked on Fallout 4. Oh, wow. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so she has seen a lot of Fallout 4. Because he, he loves the sandbox kind of stuff, too. And that's got quite a bit of, of that, uh, like, settlement building stuff. So that's how my mom knew. <laughs> you know what's funny is um, that, uh, that kind of undead minotaur that you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember commenting on your post in the Grimdark forum about it. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm bringing my phone up right now. What'd you say? Uh, I oh. said, hey, this is the reductive technique. What? Hold on. 
Yeah, so you didn't see the El Renegato because I was using Facebook in my real name, Justin O. Smith. That would make sense, but I don't remember seeing that. Co- see, I'm like the spaciest space cadet when it comes to, and, and it's terrible. I, I I love interacting with people, but I get really like no, I'll end up che- I'll check I'm stuff totally and the same be like, way. yeah, and just be like, da, 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 da. but yes, that is I use that technique a lot. Like, yeah so freaking much especially now with contrast paints uh because that contrast medium lets you pull what you put down uh, like away so so like cleanly like it gives oh a good, interesting it gives a mm. really good a really good gradient so a lot of people like didn't like the contrast paints but once you figure out how to use them and make them flow and not pull by using that um that medium the yeah. the, the, the reduction the, method the is... lamanium medium or wait whatever. a minute wait a minute that was yeah uh no it's like contrast medium it's like they're That's a, right. like yeah they're you, you have to not lamanium okay. medium yeah you have <laughs> okay, to you, yeah. apparently you have to use like yeah. an actual whatever it is for the contrast paints right. i don't know how legit that is or or if they're just sure. <laughs> don't use water i do i do remember this now justin because because i was like is that what that's called is that yeah is that the, yes that was you okay okay there we go yeah i was like <laughs> i remember you posting in there and i'm like what are you doing in here <laughs> i got right. in, i got in, right. i got i know whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. i whoa. i i got a little dizzy too when i walked in there because uh my friend invited me i was like grim dark painters oh god oh there's so it's so grimy what is yeah. this <laughs> you know i i will say this this is my critique of that group i think that half of their grimdark photos are or or, or uh, grimdark painting is just turning out the light in their photo <laughs> and i'm like guys you know that a dark picture doesn't make it grimdark, grimdark right yeah. like you you know that so <laughs> I, I really you know, jo- I join for inspiration though because like I said yeah. I can't I can't picture it I, I I have the hardest time visualizing how it should look other than like slapping some like you know mud spattering on there I'm like this is a thing right and then I have to look at my husband's like World War II models and be like no this isn't right is it but, well I tell you if you just if you can just keep doing what you did with the spine of that undead minotaur oh that thank you. spine looks amazing thank you yeah. that was all all sponge work that literally yeah. oh, was just really? me taking a sponge with different layers of uh browns yep. and greens and reds and just, just blotting it all so um, tell me how did you um like how did you learn like did you study cutty color theory or did you just stumble across like good combinations that give you the effect you want uh weirdly enough um overall or for that model um just overall i guess weirdly enough i took a floral design class in college as just a easy you know credit uh and they covered a lot of color theory and that and balance and color uh placement um and i I weirdly enjoyed i really just took it because i liked flowers uh it's like one of the few like you know traditionally feminine interests where i'm like oh lovely um but i i love that class because it taught a bunch of that and i didn't notice how much it played into my painting until i was positioning colors on i think it was the ice jaws actually because i was like okay i've got blue here and gray here and teal here so i can't have another blue here and i was like damn it this is like floral design uh so (laughs) so yeah that that oddly enough that was that's been my only real like art class um that I've taken, and that wow. that I think has subconsciously helped quite a bit. Your color balances are amazing, by the way. Thank you. Like yeah. I'm looking at one of your Necrons that's got like the bronze with the green, and I mean that just looks so good. Thank you. And then uh, your like your um, uh, lead Belchers got like the blue pants with kind of the lighter purple skin, but it's got the flame with the OSL. You know, Thank so you, you got the, you know, you got the contrasting colors there. I think you are really, really good 
at your contrasts and um you know it's it you've got contrasting colors but you've got the lights and the darks in there and um man you are you are a master at your basing as a compliment to your model oh thank you thank you very much because i i um i struggled with that initially i that that just kind of was a work in progress since I started painting because <laughs> I looked at some of my older models and it's literally, I mean, I was a teenager, so it's like goblin green base at the end. Mm, and, yeah. then, yep. and then just like starting. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, cause I remember ranting to my husband when I first started, this would have been, yeah, three years ago. Uh, I was like, man, I hate basing. It takes away from the model and derp, derp, derp. I just, it's a waste of time. And then I like figured out, like just gradually what it can do to enhance your model and yeah. i'm like okay so that was a dumb thing to say um so, <laughs> but but to, i mean to each his own if you want to get it on the table and you just want to focus on that one you know that yeah. figure that's totally fine but it, it definitely can add to the the ambiance of your um of your model yeah i painted a model for a friend the other day and i said how do you want me to base this um and he said just straight black because i use it in so many different games mm. that i don't want it to be like you know grass here but yep. it, he's supposed to be inside of a dungeon or whatever yep. you know so yeah um so i said okay that's no problem and you know but i mean i desperately wanted to make a cobblestone base for him yeah. so <laughs> like i what want to put it? it on there so bad you know but he uh yeah. he he did want it so but that's okay that was what was thing. the what was the model it was um the orc that's like blasting fire um, out oh, of the fire mouth. belcher. Yeah, the fire belcher orc. If you've got the Instagram up, you can probably see it on my picture. Let me see here. But uh, yeah, I think I saw that. that. It's interesting, you know, because uh, you're talking about Jim. Yeah, our buddy Jim. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. uses minis for everything. Like everything. So, he, so yeah. tons of tabletop games, and so I, I yeah. understood why he didn't, uh, why he didn't want to. Um, you know, paint the base, but I still think it would have been cool. I was thinking of like hand drawing like cobblestones on there, and yeah. you know, putting like little bits of dirt, and then like doing a little bit of OSL from the fire. Um, but he didn't. He didn't want that. That's that's really funny you said that because that was actually my first non-blank base was hand drawn on cobblestones. Oh on, yeah, on an old skink priest that I the old metal skink priest from the lizard nice. men that I unearthed and started up one day. <laughs> So That's do awesome. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so. thank you. I'm I'm glad you appreciate my style. So let's talk about let's talk about your bases though. Because <laughs> if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you are sponsored by huge minis? Yeah, re relatively. I, I mean, they, they will, I mean, this is probably the definition of sponsorship. I'm just too dumb to know it, but, uh, they, they'll send me stuff on occasion or just ask me like what I need and be like, well, I can use this and they'll, they'll send me that. And that sounds I, like and a sponsorship. Yeah, that sounds pretty know. much what a sponsorship is. Nothing. It, there's been no paperwork signed. So, but yes, we have a gentleman's agreement sponsorship, I suppose. Um, but, but yes, um, I've, I've just been using, well, it's weird. Cause I've, I've known them since they were a Kickstarter, Okay. Um, so it's, I don't know, we've just kind of, and, and I was relatively new at the time they were a Kickstarter. So we've kind of just always known each other. <laughs> it's what's weird yeah. in, in our, in our hobbying lives anyway. Um, so that's why I, it's kind of bizarre me thinking of it as a, as a sponsorship, <laughs> which yeah. apparently it is. So I, what I love about their stuff, and I mean, I think you do a good job of really pulling it out. So I absolutely understand why they want to have you as their sponsor, because um, your bases really just pop on Thank your you. miniatures. 
And but what I really like about their stuff um, is that you know their grasses seem very vibrant. You've got mm-hmm. the leaves um, that really add a lot of character to it. Uh, the little tufts of flowers that you add in there that um, you just don't find that kind of stuff at Hobby Lobby, for example. No, no. And no. Hobby Lobby has actually redone their scenic stuff, so now they just carry this weird off-brand. Yeah. Stuff that's not that good. It's a pain to get it to stick. But yeah, the overall quality, not to sound like a sales pitch, but as far as like recommending things for people to try, they're they're awesome because they've, um, like you said, the colors are vibrant. It's not just here, here's a lot of green for your right. green grass. It's like depth to it because grass isn't all one green color. It's yeah. like different shades. It's like a deep green. It's got no, reds I in it. I wish my lawn was all one green yeah, color. Yeah, that's true. Mine's mostly tan. <laughs> Mine's tan. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they've, they've got a great just breadth of stuff to work with. Um, like you can do anything from, you know, lovely springtime meadows for your storm cast to like gross wastelands with, because they've got the, the texture pastes now that go a long way um, mm-hmm. com- compared to a, a competing brand i don't know if i can mention but uh, <laughs> but um yeah they're they they bring a lot to the table for sure. so, tell me how do you use their powders so yeah. that's that's new because like i said I'm, I'm totally new to weathering so i i had to kind of read up on that uh i had to check with my husband because like i said he's done um more world war ii stuff where you can weather the hell out of it mm-hmm. um and you just kind of, it's weird. You could, if you check anywhere online, its it sounds like the most vague response. And then I find myself giving the exact same response. Because um, <laughs> it's like, oh, you just can, you just got to play around with it. And I hate that answer. But honestly, yeah. that is the answer. Because you can, so you can dab them on just like with stippling and then seal it with a varnish. Uh, I've heard of, you can always spray the varnish first. And while it's still tacky, lightly like fleck it, kind of like spray spritz it on there a little bit so it lands on the sticky varnish um the only thing i hesitate with that is that it's it if you make a mistake and put too much it, it won't come off as cleanly um so i you can do it that way if you're intending to really weather um but usually i i don't i just like stippling it on and then sealing it mm, okay. um and it's it's just and i don't know like i said i'm not like a pro at weathering at this point um, so I'm sure there's like an infinite number of ways you can I wonder, use is them. It, I wonder if it's similar to like, you know, the pigment powders. Yeah, uh, that, that's what yeah, they are. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's what they are. It's uh, like uh, you can even um, like I think my husband had been using oil pastels, but mm-hmm. you have to you have to grate them um, so you can get them kind of chunky. Yeah, okay. you can get them a little too chunky. So this this um, the grain of these powders is, is perfect. Um, so, yeah, you just you can stipple, you can use them for streaking, you can mix them in mediums and, and use it to, like, get in the recesses. Uh, yeah, do you have a color do. that uh, is your favorite I, right now? I do. I've got three of them, actually. Uh, they, they, get, they did send me this – is, this is when I was pretty sure it was a sponsorship because they sent me the whole bundle. Um, <laughs> like, huh, oh. Weird that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> whoops. I thought they were just like, hey, do you think you can use these? I was like, yeah, I'll let you know. And then it was like, boosh. Um, so <laughs> – uh, I like their jet black, uh, which is like a not quite jet black, but it's like a deep, yeah, I'm deep looking charcoal. At it right now. Yeah. yeah, deep charcoal. You can mix that in with their peat, which is a dark brown, to get a really dark, like mottled brown. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and that yeah. makes a beautiful. The the axe on the general minotaur I did has that on it. It gives it like a not okay. quite yeah. rusty, but more of like a grime, just like a general gr- grit color. Uh, and then their Mars dust. Ah. Their Mars dust I use for the rust. Um, they do have a red rust and an orange rust. 
um, that are just for me. And again, I'm not great at weathering. I'm sure people that know what they're doing can use them way better than me. They're, they're a little too vibrant for, for stuff that I've tried. So I like the Mars dust because it's kind of in between orange and red. Yeah, I would say that the red rust is more of a color like the pigments that a lot of the grim dark people use. Mm-hmm. But I like the um, I like what you did on the axe of that Minotaur uh, uh, general. Thank you. Right there, kind of on the the raised edge at the edge of the uh, yep. axe. Is yep. that what you're talking? Or yep, just kind of across it. the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh huh. Yep. It's got yep, a really nice exactly look it. to it. It really blends well, and I think that's what's what's good is it, it looks realistic. Which I yes. think is one of the whole themes of if you were going to say you were trying for a grim dark look there is when we ta- when we talked with the the cast of how do we say Kendon say his real name yeah Kendon Kendon when we talked <laughs> with Kendon uh, that was his point was really the whole point is to do something that would be what would it look like in real life yeah you know right. versus kind of these really high primed and and there's a place for everything but uh, you know what would it look like in real life if this thing had seen battle for months on end, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think, yeah. And and one of his, I mean, one of his big points that I think that, uh, you also do well, uh, Darcy is that, that, um, especially on your undead minotaur there is that, uh, you know, the whole idea of creating a modeled effect, which is Mm. layer on layer on layer. And I think that the spine you talked about, you know, you did tons of sponge work of like the red and black and brown and you know just to kind of get that real bruised look that Mm -hmm. you know that kind of uh decayed flesh look type of thing and it was just layer on layer on layer you know to to create that and i mean kendon talked about that i mean he said that's the whole point of grimdark is getting those multiple layers on so that you've got depth you've got richness you've got texture yeah the modeling yep yeah, that that was. I looked up a lot of horrifying pictures um, to <laughs> to uh, to trying to figure because, like I said, this isn't my usual thing. Well, uh, it should I, be because you did a great job. <laughs> Thank <so>. you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I honestly would look up like I looked up internal organs and bruised flesh and there you I made, go. I, after the first couple searches, I made sure to put up for makeup or makeup <laughs> versions of that. So right. I wasn't like, you know, throwing up and looking up car accidents. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, basically right. I'm like, Jesus. But, uh, I be- basically would find the picture that I was looking for that had the colors I was thinking of and then zoom the hell in on it. So it was just pixels. Oh, and then that gives you your, okay, that's the bottom layer. That's the mid layer. Oh, that's a really layer. good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Super classy and sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what would you say is your like strongest go-to painting technique? Is it like a dry brush? Is it a glaze? Is it like like what do you what do you like best at? You think best at? Oh Lord. Um, judge yourself oh, right now. I yeah, judge know. yourself. I, I I'd say it's a combination of what you said the reduction method. Okay. And the dry brushing with makeup brushes. Um, I'll tell you what. My wife gave me a bunch of her old makeup brushes and the world of difference that made. It's crazy. It, uh, it, it really I was is. like, holy cow, this is completely different. And yeah. she gave me all sorts of sizes. I have big ones and small ones that I'm like, this is amazing. The ones I have found that work best universally are just the sh- the shortest bristles you can get because that way they don't drag because the uh-huh. long um, foundation like powder brushes yep. um, they they'll they'll drag on you because they've just got 
too long of a bristle. Um, sh- something about the length. Well, you guys are guys. You've got bigger hands. Maybe about half the length of your thumbnail uh, okay. is a good is a good bristle size um, mm. for for most things like muscles and capes, uh, any kind of like gradual bend or curve. Uh, they're great for that because I I I know people have been doing this a while. I didn't I did not invent that technique, but I thought of it because I was putting on eye may I was putting on eyeshadow. And yeah. I was and blending my eyeshadow. I was like, wait a minute. I'm basically just dry brushing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm literally dry brushing yeah. my eye right now. Holy You're using crap. the reductive and then, technique on your eye. Yeah. No, no. Then you would just end up with like flesh right. and then like a recess and look like a <laughs> right. battered housewife. Um, so <laughs> we were going out, not the <laughs> trick or treat. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But yeah, I, I, I seriously remember like going, holy crap. And just like rushing out of the bathroom. My husband's like, okay, well, I guess we're not going out. Uh, and then like being like, wait a minute. And like, running over to i think it was the the ogres it was the ogres because it was their big muscles at the time and grabbing an eyeshadow brush i hadn't used and dipping it in like the lighter tone and going over the uh tops of the muscles and it you know just barely grazed them and gave a good little gradient over the top of the muscle let the recesses not chalky because you only did the one layer and i'm like holy crap so ever since then i think the makeup brushing dry brushing is definitely one of the major points of my arsenal like an hour later your husband's in front of the tv with the tv dinner yeah like, yeah right, basically he's like all right i ordered pizza so yeah there you go for the record we went out don't ask again right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah next time date night's on you yeah. <laughs> no no it was it was it was fine <laughs> Uh, well, all right. So the flip part of that question is, what do you think is your weakest technique or one that you need to work oh, on the most? God, other than the entire grim dark style. Um, <laughs> we did talk about that a lot. So yeah, I'll, I'll skip that one. So um, the female figure, boy. Oh, um, interesting, dude. Any kind of human skin tone scares the hell out of me. Because uh, if you look at human skin tone done well by you know god tier painters. There are so many colors to, and I don't mean to scare anyone listening yeah. to this. That's you know about to paint like a, a naked army, but um, there's uh, yellows and blues and purples yep. and pinks yep. all in one surface, and I'm like, and and that is one instance where if you do the zoom in on the picture thing, I'm like, well, damn, that's a lot of colors. Yeah, <laughs> I I, it doesn't work for me. That that technique of finding the layers, finding the colors per layer, just doesn't mm-hmm. work because there's so many tones. Do you uh, um, do you ever follow Shashi? Yes, and Hers her skin a, stuff mm-hmm. is out of this world. Hers and Elizabeth. Oh God, what is her last name? She was going to be at Adepticon, and I was going to take one of her classes. It's Elizabeth something. It begins with a B. I'll I'll find out. But she uh she also does amazing. I think it's like Bentley or something. I don't know. Um, but she does amazing skin tones as well, like natural as well as like she's done like geishas with like you know almost like a purple yeah. white makeup. To oh them. wow. So there's a reason why I paint a lot of fur and feathers and stuff because I am scared of skin tones, like human you know- skin tones. I um I picked up a bunch of oil paints recently, and I'm kind of like w- once I get done with some of the projects that I've been putting off, like I need to finish the Warcry box. I'm mm. working on the Raptor Rixes, and that's the last ones I got to do. Um, and once I finish that, like I kind of want to start using some of these oil paints on some of these, where you know there's some skin tones. And things like that that I want to try out um, because it seems like with the way that you paint oils, which is kind of a reductive technique, mm-hmm. 
Um, it and and you've got so much dry time on the oils that it it I mean you're wet blending like crazy. And I've seen some amazing skin tones come out with oils, um, hmm. even a little bit then even a little bit uh, better than acrylics. Um, wow. You don't need to spend nearly as much time either to get those same things. So I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try it out. Um, I'm probably gonna fail epically, but you know, <laughs> I mean... I'm gonna document it all through Instagram and probably lose followers. <laughs> and... I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, but skin is not e- like good skin is not easy. Mm-hmm. Like you, know? you can do the you can do the Reichland plus shade over white, and that's great. That'll be plenty <laughs> presentable. But if if I ever try and do anything different, they turn out looking either like Oompa Loompas or like they have drowned. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's and and women's faces for, forget about it. I'm like just what what what? Um, oh I've, yeah, all my sisters have helmets on. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I painted that one that one for a reason. Uh, yeah, I mean it's so much easier and they look really badass. Yeah. Um, the one sister that I battle sister that I painted for that competition a ways back. Yeah, the, the in the, the red one, armor. Yeah, the bloody rose uh, mm-hmm. chick. That face. It's like the size of half your like small yeah. Yeah. small finger nail and it took me a stupid amount of time and I was like this is ridiculous like I've spent more time on this face than probably most of this entire model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what that's what you're supposed to be looking at. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's and if you botch it you you, oh, there, you goes, botch it. G- there goes the focal point of your model. So that's why the female faces particularly yeah. cuz they've got so much more subtlety cuz if you you know, add that harsh shadow, she's going to look like a dude with a wig. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if you're Slanesh, that's fine. But <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> yeah. otherwise, it's going to look a little odd on your on your, uh, on your your lady. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I you have... Let's talk about your social media presence real quick. You <laughs> have a ridiculously awesome Instagram account. Um, what I notice with your Instagram account, so I use mine as like work in progress. I see some work in progress stuff, but you're normally banging out your finished products on there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, um. Because you're painting so quickly and so amazingly. Like it takes me probably what you did in like one day, probably like a month. Oh no, no, I do not paint quickly. It's, it's, I think that might be why I don't have work in progresses on there because each step is so like. Did you do anything that <laughs> that there wouldn't be much to uh, to share? I don't know. I just feel weird about every time I've shared a work in progress. I'm like, I, I don't know. It's I, I, like an unfinished meal almost. Like here's your here's your uncooked hamburger, sir. One but... thing I wish like Instagram had is like I could have two albums. One is like my finished yes. products, and then like yes. my work in progress. I wish I wish they had that because I would totally do that. Maybe maybe I need to just do a separate account and be like here's all my work in progress stuff and i i really don't th- and it's just a personal thing honestly i'm not yeah. like how dare anyone share anything they haven't completed <laughs> it's just it's just me um because i like looking at people's work in progress stuff because you can see you can see the steps yeah, you can see true. the holy cow you it's started true. there and it ended there that's amazing but i don't know I just so <laughs> yeah so you've got uh again 14,000 followers on your Instagram. That's amazeballs. <laughs> and um, you've got five videos on your YouTube account. Yes. That, so, yeah. <laughs> that, What's that up was, with that? 
Well, I can, I will tell you what's up with that. So I started uh, that channel when my son was like three months old and yep. slept a lot. <laughs> That's what and I thought was up with that. then he didn't sleep anymore. So that went, and, and, and I got more into commissions. So the time I spend on videos is times I, time I could be putting into stuff that people are waiting on, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that the compilation of, of my son not sleeping, thus me having less time, and having just to prioritize my time more because it was so limited, um, yeah. that is what... That, I just, I am not comfortable, honestly, doing videos. I feel way out of my league. I feel like the person making an infomercial, almost. So... <laughs> Interesting. I, don't, I, don't I mean, I enjoyed all the videos that you put out. I've watched them all. Thank um, you. And they were all great. What I liked about them is they were short, sweet, to the point. You know, yes, some of these try. videos, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's I 50 know. minutes long. I, anything over 15. And I get it. Like, <laughs> the, Especially like the masterclass painters. You can't cover yeah. something that's utterly amazing in you know a 20 minute se segment it's just that's not gonna happen right but i that was kind of what i went into thinking what i was going to do with the channel was do like the quick tips like the you know makeup dry brush yep basics to basing like just quick like here's how to get it done and have it still look good yeah. um but the time it took me to shoot it and edit it and voice over it i'm like damn i could have painted a model um, yeah, I think I think the people who are super prolific about it, like um, the Vince Venturellas, mm -hmm, the, the Miniacs, yep. the um, I mean uh, Zach Cascagoon has his own videos that he's doing, right? Quarter Paint was doing a couple of them for a while there, um, but the ones who are really prolific, Miniac and Vince, those are the two that come to mind. And now Sam Lenz is doing his own as well, a weekly video. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, and they're they're all great, by the way. They're all amazing. Um, but it almost seems to me that you have to have the studio set up just ready to go. Cause if yes. it, it's kind of like painting, like if you've got to unpack everything and then pack right. it up, yep. you're just not going to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's, I think once you find that, well, I mean, obviously once you know what you're doing, it goes a little bit faster, but it just, I, I'm not great with uh, the editing. So I mean, I'm okay with it, but I, like you said, it's just, you, you kind of have to have a kit, ready and i don't yeah. i've got my painting table and my right old computer <laughs> that's about it well and you know and i wonder if um like miniac scott gets into this sometimes i mean i'd love to have him on this show sometime and ask him about it but the um you know it, it's almost like you you kind of said it do i paint or do i do a video and um you know like Doing a video may sound fun in the beginning and a lot of cool stuff and you know you may do a bunch of them but then you realize Oh, I, mm -hmm. I don't know if I like doing a video. It's like um, managing a pie store when all you want to do is make pies. Exactly. Yes. You know? And I didn't want to sound like selfish. Like, well, I just don't want to do it. I just don't like doing it, so I'm not going to tell you how to do it. If someone asks me how to do stuff, I'm fine with just, you know, here's my recipe. There yeah. you go. But as far as, like, shooting it, staying in focus, making sure I'm not sounding like an <laughs> idiot, uh, like – and so much of what I do is made up on the fly. Yeah. I I forget most of what I do, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so that also comes into play. Um, where if I write it down, I'm like, okay, this is a quick, anyone can get this technique. I'll come back to that. I have a list of things like I want to make videos on. 
but I'd rather be painting. <laughs> now I've seen, I, I mean, this is a while ago, but I've seen you do some Instagram like live videos. Oh God. And oh, stuff. Lord. That was a while ago, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did one several months ago on a whim where I was like, am I as bad at this as I think? Oh, yep. Yes, I am. So <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask if like you had switched over to Twitch or done anything no, like that or. No, that's the only thing more stressful to me than painting videos. Cause that's a controlled environment than the tutorials. Or yeah. The controlled environment live streams that's why i asked you live streams kill me oh yeah i feel like i'm doing stand-up it's it's uh, it's <laughs> what do i do with my hands what do i yeah. do with my hands yeah. do i feel the silence i feel like i'm doing stand-up on a bad date that is <laughs> that is me and live streams <laughs> so it's it's funny because i have a hard time watching live streams Be- mm-hmm. you know why is because they'll be painting and they'll be talking and it's really cool and then they'll stop and they're like reading the screen, like the chat, and then they'll be like, "Huh, yeah, that is pretty funny." Uh, Dark one twenty three, and then they'll just like start painting again, and you're like, "Okay, that was like, you know, it kind of breaks you out of the immersiveness yes. of it a little bit," and you're just like, "Ah." And so I love watching Shoshi paint, you know, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like the Twitch stream, like it kind of kills me. Some some people are really good at it. I'm yeah. incredibly incredibly awkward. Like, as you might be able to tell, most times. Um, but, uh, like, I almost, like, the few times I've done it, I almost feel like uh, like you do it like a wedding. Like, at my wedding, where you're, like, want to go talk to everybody and make sure everyone's having a good time. And yeah. then you forget about actually, you know, what <laughs> your good time, basically. Like getting married? <laughs> yeah, the whole, like, enjoying my <laughs> meal and eating the cake and not being like, oh, hey, so-and-so, hey, so-and-so, hey, so-and-so. So, I don't know. And, and I know that people aren't coming to be like, hey, you didn't talk to me in that live stream. So, yeah, right. uh, so I know that's an absurd, <laughs> <laughs> that's an absurd fear, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, I'm just not good at it. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. You're killing it on Instagram though. Thank and you. <laughs> I, I want to learn from you on how to like take better pictures. Cause mine come out like potatoes. Oh, Lord. Well, so. <laughs> potatoes. Potatoes are great. Who doesn't like potatoes? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Time and a place. I mean, I love I love my tater tots, but... They're universally loved. Yeah. Uh, but uh, So, taking pictures, I'm by no means a professional. I honestly just bought a light box on Amazon that came with two lamps that I set on each side. And the real cherry on top that I found really helps is a selfie ring. Uh, oh, as much, yeah. as, much mm-hmm. as I hate the term selfie, it's this ring is basically a circle of light. So it gives you a balanced stream of light versus a like direct beam. Oh, I get I just use stream and beam, which doesn't make any sense. They're basically the same. But you, <laughs> the oh. ring gives you like a balanced amount of light. Um, uh, so that in my Samsung Galaxy S7. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. a It's dated by by most phone standards. Um and that's that's pretty much it. And I said, yeah, it on, but you're crushing uh, it. You're crushing it you. with your pictures. They look they always look great. Thanks. I, I do set it on manual mode, which is yeah. like pro pro mode on mine. I, I don't know what's on the newer phones, said grandma. So um, I, 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 I'm assuming you can still tweak stuff like ISO and aperture on the newer phones, probably even more so. Um, so that's pretty much it. Nothing fancy. Yeah, I started doing that, and if you look at my Instagram, it's probably uh, you can tell like a, a higher quality of picture because I my, the problem was is my white or my light was washing everything way out, mm-hmm. and so um, but I still need to work on it and adjust it. I feel like um, you know as I told uh, as I told both Kendon and uh, Josh uh, before the 
art of taking pictures is an art unto itself. Definitely. Um, Good you know, Lord. like you can be the world's best painter and the world's worst photographer. Yes. Yeah. My, so. my husband has me take pictures of his stuff because he'll, he'll send it to me. I'm like, oh, you're, this is kind of out of focus. And that's, he's like, you know what? You take it. I'm like, okay. And then I'll send it to him. He's like, okay, that is better. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a learning, just trial and error for me the whole, the whole way. Yeah. Um, I have found that grays are the most balanced, give you the most quote accurate color. Whites, like you say, will wash it out, but give you like a clearer overall image. Yeah. Um, and then black is what I use, try to use most often because it makes everything bolder. Right. That's that's my synopsis of photography. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, yeah, Jason, do you have anything else you want to ask? No, I'm gonna. Um, I'm curious about some of those weathering powders. I might pick some up and give them a try here. <laughs> yeah. Just to see. Those but, would look uh, really yeah. good with your sisters. He's he's building a sister's army. What yeah. order? The uh, the uh, Evan Chalice. Are they the the? Are they the main ones? The box art ones? Um. No, I think I'm the Argent Strat. You know what? I my brain's been other places. You're fine. No, because two of them look. No, no, no. Two of the one, them look really, the ones really I'm doing similar. are more of a silver uh, gotcha. night look. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't remember if that was them or the, like you said, the. I get the. One. I get the. I get those two mixed up. Uh, we haven't. We need to play again, Justin. It's been a while, so I can uh, crack that yes. book back open. But uh, I'm yeah, I'm doing. Um, I'm doing kind of a really dark. This is my first foray into the grim dark. So I've got. Mm. Uh, they're very grimy, you know. My my goal is that they look like they've been to war for like a year without a shower. Cool. And yeah. so that's kind of what I've done. So, I'm, you know, I, you know what's interesting is I have more fun making bases, I think, than painting minis because I you make really bases do. and I, I I cast them and you know and stuff. And I, it's just a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested in getting some of that weather uh, powder and see how well that will go. With yeah, def- so, I w- if you're yeah. gonna just get a handful, I'd absolutely get the jet black, the jet peat, black, okay. and possibly gunmetal for them. That's just kind of a lighter, uh, like a medium gray. That would be good for like I'm not sure what your basing is gonna be. Yeah, but I'm looking be good at for it like right a- almost ash is almost what it looks like. Uh, I saw the I saw the ash powder that they have. That's like the lighter lighter gray. Yes. Yeah. And I had thought about one point doing kind of a volcanic. Like not really magma, but like a volcanic style base that like ashy everywhere, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that look that would look really good. I, I can tell you the ones if there is a color that has a similar color that's lighter or darker than it, get both because that okay. way you can layer. So yeah. for mm-hmm. example, the mm-hmm. the earth ones, if you wanted an earthy base, jet black, peat, earth, are yeah. is like a spectrum of dark to light in the same color spectrum. Um, that makes layering that gives it that more realistic look. Yeah, I think that's what I'm gonna do actually, because my bases are my bases are like a um, a muddy uh, black with yes. um, with. Uh, interestingly, I went on Etsy and I bought like a huge sprue of like tau skulls, and so and <laughs> oh, so I made. Damn. Yeah, I know. I, but I played. I used to play tau, so that's why I did it. So oh, okay. it's kind of a throwback to an old army I had. <laughs> So then I've got and to throw it in and... your face, Darcy. <laughs> right. uh, no, 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 no. So I've got uh, uh, all my all my bases are like sisters standing over like broken towel bits of cool. their armor with towel skulls like buried, oh, half that's... buried in the mud. Do you have what's your Instagram or where do you, where do you post your stuff? Uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
He so posted. He posted it in our Discord. We have a Discord chat yeah. for our kind of guilt. I'm gaming. not. Uh, my confidence it's, level in painting is not super high right you now. Sound like my husband. That's what he says too. He's like, oh, I don't want to do that. I just want to look at it. I don't want other people judging me. Well, like, I look at Justin's <laughs> and I look at the people we interview, and I'm like, I'm just gonna keep learning right now. It's totally fine. No one is demanding your. Yeah. How I'll, dare you not share your hobby? Right, right, right. I'll send you some of those. See what you, see what you think. Didn't talk to me on the live stream. Didn't share your work. Jeez. <laughs> right there we go. Why are you even here? It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I'll buy some of the powder. <laughs> Good stuff. Anyway. Yeah, but thanks for coming on the show. No, thanks yeah. for having me. Thanks for putting up with my nonsense. Oh man, we um, had a. I had a great time. No, it this was super was, fun. This was a fun interview. See, I don't talk to anyone other than a three-year-old, so I never know how weird I'm being, because he's the weirdest guy in the world, and, you know, <laughs> thinks I'm the coolest person in the world, so talking to normal people yeah, I hear you. is a bit of a gambit sometimes. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Cool. We'll have to have you on the show again. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, yeah. So, for all of our listeners out there, go check out Darcy Bono Creations on Instagram. Go maybe tip her over the 14K follower mark. Uh, follow her on YouTube. I mean, why, why the heck not? Uh, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe one day she'll put out another video for us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just follow her, message her. Uh, she's super awesome. Aww. Yeah, just a, a and a great artist and a great community. So, thanks for listening, everybody.